The views and opinions expressed in this presentation are those of the producer and those appearing in this show and do not necessarily represent the views of Dairy Cam, the town of Dairy, or any of its staff or affiliates. I can't help but feel good. I can't help but feel fine. Everything is in its place and all of it is mine. My name is Tom Donovan, and I'm here to, with my co-host, Gail Brenner-Nastasia, author of The Fruit You'll Never See. We want to welcome you to our show, All Things Recovery, currently sponsored by Sobriety Centers of New Hampshire. Here we discuss all topics regarding mental health, substance abuse, treatment options, and the mental health system itself. We will cover all these topics by inviting guests from all facets of recovery, treatment, enforcement, and policy. The door is wide open and we want to be a resource. We also want to accept topic suggestions and we do welcome feedback. Uh, like always, the show is always dedicated to my friend and recovery warrior, Craig Barnaby, who dedicates and dedicated his life to the well-being of others. So um, today, our guest had issues and wasn't able to make it. So Gail and I are going to have a discussion about we want to talk about our show, how things are going, and different topics that we have been um, actually conversing about and, and talk about what we've been doing in regards to our lives and recovery and all those things I mentioned. <laughs> well, I, I just thought it was funny that you said he had issues. <laughs> well, yeah, travel <laughs> trouble, issues. Trouble getting here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a really good opportunity for us to... Um, to kind of lay things out about where we are, where we're going. So, you know, we have covered, a, you know, a, a bunch of topics. And, and like I said, the title is perfect. All things recovery. Oh, I think it's great. So, well, just let me say, um, well, when I started, I, I was just a guest on the show and we just clicked in terms of working together and, and here we are. And since then, I think... It's kind of, um, it's been organic, this, this, absolutely has the been. way it's worked out. So, and what we decided to do today is to really talk about where we're going to go and, and what yeah. that means for the future of, of the show. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, and we've already explored a lot of different facets, but some of the topics I was thinking about, I mean, we, we, we have law enforcement people. I mean, it would be nice to head in a direction towards bringing policy people on here. You know, um, maybe some politicians, maybe some people that are vested on, on the backside of, of policy and what are they doing in regards to regulation with mental health? What are they doing in regards to um, spending, you know, the big farmer money? What, what, where's that money going? Trying to answer some of those questions. You know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, obviously, to talk to the people who right. have the ability to make change or, or can let us know, right. you know, what that is. But also, we talked earlier about um, people who have something, have their own ideas, you know, people who watch the right. show, um, maybe related to recovery, maybe related to mental health, maybe w whatever it's related right. to. Yeah, um, I think it's perfect, Gail. I think, you know, we want to be that resource because that's what we promote. We want to cover topics that are important to our audience. So having them provide those topics or ideas 
um, and, and a place to contact us so they could send us ideas and, and we could do the research and bring people on. So that's what we're going to do. We're right. going to um, set up a website or at least an email. There is um, a link well, there will be a link on yeah. on the show, a QR code, I guess, um, that people can scan it and then, you know, give us their idea. Yeah, because I do. I want to make this. I don't want to. I want to make this a community show where people feel that they can find information, give us a direction to go, you know, discuss topics that are important to. So, them. what do you think about the guests we've had so far? Well, I, I think that they've been diversified. I agree. I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. I think having different viewpoints, I think that's been amazing. Because that's a thing, right? I mean, most people do think differently about... Oh, they absolutely uh, About do. mental health, about alcoholism, about addiction, yeah. different, ma different ways of recovery. Yeah, and I think people will key in on something that means something to them. So I think us continuing to find that Diversified opinions, diversified strategies, different treatment options, different treatment modalities, um, you know, what is working, different treatment centers, what do they provide? You know, I think that's a great strategy for us to continue to go down that path. I think so, too. Um, so we were talking earlier about what's happening in our lives. And yeah. I was telling you that I'm now starting to practice in the um, mental health nice. arena, which is different for me. Although, um, I mean, alcoholism and addiction is mental health. You know, there yeah, is. Absolutely. I remember I, we had one particular guest um, who said that they believed that there was a separate, that mental health and addiction were two oh. separate things and respected their opinion, obviously, of, you know, how do you have one without the other? But isn't, you know, we could go to and debate this till we're blue in the face, is substance abuse a, a mental health issue? And I think, you know, you kind of bring it in your experience right. as a lawyer to help in that field is amazing. You know, and what? maybe if you want to tell a little bit what that means when you say you're, you're using your practice in the mental health. Well, so my whole practice um, since I started has been mm. about criminal defense. Right. So now I'm doing a different kind of, um, well, I'm still working with clients, but it's more civil. Yeah. But the, um, in order to take somebody's liberty away, there's a, there's a high threshold. You know, there has, to be, there has to be a showing beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. The difference, um, well, I mean, there are many differences, but the biggest one for me is that all of the trials are judge trials. They're, yeah. they're not jury trials. Um, not that, I mean, you could have a jury trial, I mean, a, a bench trial, a judge right. trial with, um, in a criminal case, but generally we don't do that. So it's a different, it's a, just a different so thing. You're looking and, out for the, making sure that everything is done right for well, the person. Because people, it, people can be forced, forced medicated. You right. know, people and people have the right, you know, there's right. case law on that, have the right to decide whether or not they want to be medicated. What made you go that direction? I'm curious. I've just been doing the criminal defense for so long and I right. work with so many people and I see, I mean, the, the mental health aspect, um, it, it's true that alcoholism and addiction, you know, have that mental health aspect. Right. However, mental health in itself, um, 
different diagnoses. There's yeah. vast, you know, and there's so many. There's so much. There is in in the world. I mean, in our country, but in the world of people who are, I mean, literally suffering or experiencing. However, and being from the treatment side of things, you know, getting society to invest more into treatment centers. Um, for example, I remember we had the the uh, the captain from Derry, right? And there was a, and we're going to have to actually bring him back on because it was a discussion we wanted to have incarceration versus treatment you know people who have addiction and mental health do you know a lot of times because of what's going on in their lives and the way they act out whether they could control behavior due to mental health or addiction and they commit crime untreated, right? untreated yep um do we incarcerate them do we treat them but the problem we have is where do you send these folks or, or treatment in incarceration, yeah. right? Because I know, I don't know what it's like in the New Hampshire jails, but in Massachusetts, there's very little in the well, way of treatment. I mean, there are meetings, you know, they try to... And I, know, and I know that they try, what they've been trying to do, which, believe it or not, isn't the best, but it has been a step in the right direction, is I know they're trying to do what they call induction, which means start like an MAT, medication-assisted treatment, like a Suboxone. I don't know if they're doing Sublocade, the injectable uh, Suboxone. You mean in jail? In jail, Yeah, well, right. they do methadone in... Methadone, they're starting to do those things. I don't know if they do methadone in New Hampshire, but I know they're trying to do that. But as far as actual treatment goes... But see, and, and then that's just... It's like, okay, you take this, and then we're going to put you over here in the, right. in the corner, because then we don't have to deal with it. Right. And then what happens is they get out and they still have the underlying right. causes and conditions, you know, or, or mental health issues, whatever the they are. One thing you and I have in common is we interact with that population. Right. I, I see it in the treatment world and you see it in the, and when you're defending. Well, and in my recovery. And in your recovery, right. exactly. But it's interesting when you talk to people that when they go to prison, they're, they're not learning anything to better themselves. Exactly. They are learning to be, a lot of times, better criminals. This, well, they're still using things that block them off, right? right. And then, yeah, and then you get out. And if, right. if anything, it's even worse going yeah. to jail because then, you know, you have to, you have to watch your back. You can't right. really. Right, right. You can't really. Funny, I was thinking that same thing. The, yeah. yeah, well, and then, history. Then, then, you know, if you take a male specific, asking for help is difficult. If you're raised a certain way, I see it a lot with my clients. Uh, I don't ask for help because it makes me look weak. Well, who do you ask? Right. I mean, who do you ask? Because so you're Right. You're in the prison. Who do you ask? But if I did need to seek help, how am I going to be judged by the population, you know, the culture? Right. And then, like you said, then you have the, 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 the guard culture. You know, it's just, it's not a healthy dynamic. And I think we as society need, should look at or could look at that and try no, to do things well, And that's why it's such a big topic. That's why we it need is. to have him back because that well, is a huge... We're going to have him back and yeah. I think he will give some interesting insight into his, you know, his discussion because we do, and I'm guilty of this too, we all get tunnel vision into our little worlds. And that's why the show is great, by the that's way. A, it's a, yeah. Because you and I are getting exposed to other people's opinions. That, right. 
you know, because of our that tunnel vision. That we may not agree with. Well, we don't agree <laughs> with it. But one big thing, too, is, is we brought on uh, Melissa, right? And um, Melissa was an MAT person or harm reduction person, which is different than what you, your belief system was. Um, and you know what? Um, I give you all the credit in the world that not only were you open-minded to that, but you learned and you you learned a lot. I did. I mean, I do. I do. I do appreciate that aspect. Yeah. I still. I'm still not. Um, I'm still not on board. Right. I don't know. I mean, I think as a society, we've moved into just another way to to feed the pharmacy, the Correct. pharmaceutical companies, because that's what they keep doing. They keep treating with something that only they can provide and that people right. have to pay for. And, you know, it, it's just, it's and just this about, circle. And, right. And then we can do the methadone debate about how, <clears throat> you know, you want to move on with your life, but yet every morning before I go do what I need to right. do, I have to go get my fix. So then we set people up with, is that really freedom? Well, and it's still it's like, blocking, it's still blocking. Right. I mean, because I remember when I was active, you know, whatever I... Even now, even now, if I do something, if yeah. I if I eat too much, because that's that's been an issue. Well, not I, the last last week or so. I've been working working at it, like really focusing on it. But but I can use anything to feel better, but it's still going to have the same result. It's going to block me off. You know, it's going to block me off from my own spirit. I had this client. <clears throat> obviously, won't disclose. Um, they're in group like this. Yeah. Methadone. Talk about blocked off. 280 milligrams of a male that's probably, if they're 150 pounds, they're lucky. Yeah, so so the solution has to be, it, it can't be in something that I put in right. my body. Like it has to be something that. recovery? And, not and, even being a present. Not even being a present. I mean, and, and that's just one. And that was my goal right. when I was active to not be present because, in, in right. my opinion, life just wasn't good. But in this particular case, it was an intervention. And it turns out that this particular, it was cool because this particular person came to that realization and said, no, I want to work on myself. And they got off the methadone? No, but they reduced and they're working, um, taking it different times. Um, and I think the plan is to reduce you know, because they want that, you know, we always talk about what is recovery. Recovery. So, well, in in keeping with that idea, um, holistically, say that we're we're taking this approach that that there's something that we need to right. stop doing, right? Because or all those things that are blocking right. us off to be to feel truly connected to the to another person in the world around us. Yeah. Um, what would you say, and who would those guests be in that approach? So, so it's right. a non-pharmaceutical, a non—you right. know—being on that hamster wheel approach. Well, what's pretty cool is I, I just got a um, some recent trainings that are coming up, and they're talking about really cool things they're doing with nutrition. You know, I think that about, makes a huge difference. I really yeah. do. When you talk about holistically treating mental health through nutrition, I think finding 
that would be an interesting interesting i will i will um i think that's a great idea the whole person the whole you know the body person. the mind and the spirit because in in you know our guest today um you know unfortunately it was a mix-up but you know he will he will be here he in the future here, by the way but um the philosophy about the mind you know being more aware of your thoughts what do they say it's a it's a thinking, not a drinking disease. When I talk about alcoholism, you know, and about loving yourself and about focusing on yourself. Oh, it took me so long. It, that's I'm what I'm thinking of. Well, when you say that, I mean, I've been sober for 21 years, and, and I, I know I told this story at one point, but at seven and a half years sober, I was going to drive off the highway. You know, I was still. And you know what's interesting? It, and we hear that, you know. I know someone sober 24 years and came into a meeting and said, you know, I need help because I was thinking about driving now, on a bank. But now I know why. Because I was still behaving in ways that were right. inconsistent with my own spiritual values. I was behaving in ways yeah. that conflicted with the things that were really important to me. Yeah. And I didn't know that because I was still using things, people, places, you know, whatever. It's funny because as I think about I guess that was coming today. One of the things he says is um, we get invested in the outcomes. Or we have expectations about outcomes. Right. And those expectations aren't always so, Well, you know what they say. Expectations are resentments under construction. That's yeah. So it's um, really interesting. Body, mind, and spirit, I think, is so key. Well, so I had to... First, identify those things that I was doing that were inconsistent with mm -hmm. my spiritual values. Well, first, I had to find out what they were. Right. Like, what do I value? And I and I was I spoke recently. This is this is why um, this is why when you do meet his name's Chris, by the way, Casa Grande. He's the director of sobriety centers. That's he does a whole group on that values. Well, so, so I true. was I would say if somebody asked me what did I value back then, I would say um, my kids. You know, yeah. like. W and yet I was in a relationship that wasn't healthy for me or yeah. for them. I was um, in school, like I was spending all of my time, you know, with my education. Yeah. Um, so was it a I, struggle with balance? Well, so no, it was that they weren't at the top of my list, right. but I thought they were in my mind. You know, I would say, I thought I knew what I valued. So now when people say, you know, I don't know what I value, or what do what do I value? Yeah. I say, where do you spend your most time? Yeah, so you know that's a really good way to figure it out because it is, it is, you know, because um, like in my case and a lot of people's case, we spend a lot of time at work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you think it's about a thing. it, sure. I don't know if I put that as a value, but that it turns. Oh out no, it's absolutely a value. Yeah. Well, money, right? right? It's a value. Money is I a mean, value. Yep, to support your comfort, family. security, like right, right. But it, is that really what's driving that? You know, it could be it could be something else. Which for me, so those were things that I was um, I, I wanted to feel better, and I didn't even right. know it. And it turned out that I was I was just blocking myself off. Okay, what do you think made that switch? For you? What do you think? That understanding that yeah. I mean, well, pain. You know, pain, like getting right. to that point where I had to do things differently. Like, what? How, why am I? You know, still staying clean and living dirty. Like, why am I still thinking the same way, behaving the same way? Because I hadn't changed. You know, I was still that right. addict in my mind. Right. And that's an interesting point, too, when we talk about living clean, 
and being clean. <clears throat> you know, avoiding those negative emotions. Well, and, and living consistent with what I value, right? Yeah. Because if I'm doing that, right. like now, you know, I, when we talked about the book, I, I don't have that shame anymore. So yeah. I, there is no secret within me. I don't have any, I don't have yeah. any secrets. Well, all your secrets are in that book. All my secrets are in the world. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, they're, they're not secrets. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I don't have any. Right. And I mean, I still do things that block me off on a daily basis. You know, I'll be driving along and somebody passes me or cuts me off and I swear at them, you know, like. But you have like, to. Well, and I, cha and I change it. Right. And because then right. my next breath is, oh, that's not who I want to be. But it is. It's funny, too. But like even the discussion we were having before that, when I think about myself, too. You become aware of those things that we do, like I said, just trying to fill that hole through Amazon, trying to fill that hole by, you know, buying multiple cars and, and just trying to identify those behaviors that we think make us happy when they really don't. And then everything that I do blocks me off a little bit right. more. Yeah. And then we're sitting, you know, in the, like disconnected, feeling disconnected from the world. It's like I may as well pick up a drink or a drug or, you know, because right. what's the point? Right. I agree. So, yeah, I think that that's, I mean, I guess I would say that the, um, the, the point really what happened with me was that understanding yeah. and the willingness to change and then the, you know, taking action right away. Like, what do I do? How that's, do I, how do I take Those are action? the exact things I preach all the time. Very simply, acceptance or awareness, willingness, and action. Well, because if I don't take action, then I can't then expect to change, right? right? I mean, that's, right. yeah. So I think um, that's kind of where I, where I like, I'd like this to be, you know, like right. action, like what can we. Right. And I think different aspects of, um, you know, of this process bringing in different people that can kind of, how they achieve that process. How do, you know, what different treatment, well, treatment, what type of policy, what guides those different um, treatment centers or policies. I mean, there's so many different topics that we can cover. Absolutely, yeah. and, and this thought just came to me about uh, mental health. So yeah. a lot of times, I mean, I've seen people, you know, I've, I've been around AA for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I've seen people come in that I thought were mentally ill, you know, like mentally ill to the point where they right. had some kind of a diagnosis, you know, right. schizophrenic, because I grew up in schizophrenic, in a schizophrenic, right. well, around schizophrenic family. So I came to find out that a lot of times that was alcoholism and addiction, you know, and then right. once they got well, that right. they didn't have those symptoms anymore. So, And the body takes a long time to heal. You absolutely. don't just, you don't just... Um, quit drinking and drugging and all of a sudden think, okay, I've been sober a month, I'm going to be good. Right. There's, there's a reset. There's a brain and body reset that your body goes through, whether you call it post-acute withdrawal syndrome or not, but it takes a period of time for your brain to clear and for your body to heal. Well, and I think that if those things aren't in harmony, the, the body, the mind, and the spirit, yeah. then one of those things can take you back into the crazy, well, I don't want to use that word, insanity. Right. <laughs> insanity also, because if I'm feeling okay 
mentally, but then my body doesn't feel good. Right. Or if I'm feeling good it's spiritually, but I'm thinking, you know, like that, right. It's all interconnected. Absolutely. We haven't even got into the debate about, I think, medication for mental health specific is part of a recovery process for some folks that do have significant mental health. I agree too, although I will say that, I again, I've seen people who oh. started out medicated because they yeah. thought they had bipolar or well, PTSD or, you know, whatever, and it turned out that the they thing were. That bothers, right, the thing that bothers me the most is people are in treatment, like a detox. And all of a sudden, they have all exactly. They have a list of medications. Right. Oh, a list of treatment. A list, a list of, of diagnoses. Diagnoses. Right. You have to deal with the, the triage the problem first. Okay. Detox from alcohol, for example. That's a good place to start. <laughs> you get what I mean. But but I could be I could hallucin I could be hallucinating. Right. I could be significantly depressed. I can definitely be angry. I could have well, mood and all that. Those are all symptoms of alcoholism and addiction too. I mean, right. so it's hard. But I to... could also name numerous diagnoses as yeah, well: absolutely. depression, schizophrenia, bipolar is thrown out there a lot. Yeah, mood swings are common in people with substance abuse and withdrawal and right. long-term withdrawal. And then there are people who have significant mental health issues that they treat right. with alcohol and drugs. Right. That they try to become balanced right. and, you know. Right. And I think out. that's why, like, when I do what I do, a thorough history, you know. Okay, so you were depressed. When did that depression Right. You had ADHD. Do you have a formal diagnosis of ADHD when you were a child? And then the documentation to back that up, you know, to, to, to kind of decipher, did the mental health come first or is it a lifelong thing or is it induced? So I want to just, I know we don't, we're running out of time, but I do want to tell you, um, I talked to Melissa and, and yeah. you know, Melissa's son um, yeah, passed away a, about a month ago. It was a couple of weeks or a few weeks after she was on the show. Yeah. Um, it was Our heart goes out to her. horrendous. Um, we talked since about uh, the way that she wants to, of the philosophy of recovery. Um, and she wants to open a recovery center or a, a, more, more like a shelter, but to have a recovery aspect to I that, which, I mean, just to treat the whole person because you have right now you have the recovery and then you have the shelter, right? So, and most shelters are right. wet shelters or they're not, you know, you don't have to, there's no requirement, which I don't think that she wants there to be either, but it was just this. Um, well, I think to have the availability of people to, I think it's such an amazing idea because if someone comes in and, and if that is present, that might be that one thing. And treat the whole person. Right. Well, that one person may say, well, I want help. And it's right there. I think it's an amazing idea and I'd love to find a way to help. And I mean, as a, as a um, template or, yeah. you know, a design, it, it was just a great. Well, I was, think when we talked about um, Tina, was it Dina? The one that came on with the. the Diana. Diana, the cake, the. Cafe. Ray of Light. Ray cafe. of Light Cafe. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of without the shelter portion of it. Well, the shelter, that's the most important part, right? right. Because, you know, there are a lot of homeless people who yeah. um, who can't recover because they're right. homeless. You know, they don't have that desire because they don't see the, the end of the tunnel. So 
covered a lot of topics. We got a lot of ideas, and we're definitely going to be open to your ideas as well. Because, like I said, we want this to be important to you, and we also want this to to be a place where you can find options and 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 modalities and things that fit your needs. So, in closing, um, please continue to tune in. We are here to be that resource. Don't forget, if you are in crisis, to dial nine one one. Um, to seek services specifically in New Hampshire, call 211. And if you're suicidal, call 988, the Suicide and Crisis Line. Don't forget to ask for help, seek support, and please do not do this alone. There's help out there. Seek support. Views and opinions expressed in this presentation are those of the producer and those appearing in this show and do not necessarily represent the views of Dairy Cam, the town of Dairy, or any of its staff or affiliates.